there's a uh, there's a good reason why I wanted to hear that music, Hunter. So I came in and uh, I was in Vegas this week. So I, I heard that song. It's like a it's a real popular one with um, what's the movie with Brad Pitt and George Clooney. Oceans. Oceans 11. Have you seen it? I never got to see it now. Uh, really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, it's a, it's a really good one. If you haven't, well, you haven't seen it. Uh, you definitely need to see it. There's a trilogy. And so I was in Vegas this week uh, for a conference and with work. Um, have you ever been to Vegas? I haven't. My parents have, but I have not. Okay. So I've heard stories. Yeah. I, I, so that's like my eighth or, or tenth trip there. And, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And so for me, Vegas is, is completely overdone. I don't like to be on the strip. I don't like to, uh, you know, sightsee. Um, but the place where I was staying, it was great because we were probably 30 minutes away from the strip where all of like the big action is. And uh, uh, so anyway, I had, I had extra time at the end of the conference and I took a I took an Uber over to the strip and I thought, well, maybe I'll just walk and see some some. Um, I don't know. See whatever, because if you've ever been there, you got to. If you walk in front of the Bellagio, they have this huge um, water water fountain. It's it's pretty spectacular. Um, but after walking for thirty minutes, I thought this is why I I don't like walking the Strip at Vegas. It's it's pretty uh, it's pretty interesting. So. Um, well, listen, this is the uh, Topic of Choice podcast, um, and I've got Hunter with me tonight. Garrett is not here. Um, and so tonight, for episode three, we are going to be uh, talking with Dr. Nick Labriola. I'm with you guys. That's awesome. Now, so for everyone listening, Nick and I, we, we, we are related. So Nick and I have, we actually have never met. And through the, through the, one of the benefits of social media, we've reconnected, um, through Instagram, right, Nick? Yeah, for sure. And I know, um, I think you were off, you and Anthony both were off social media for a little bit. But you guys are you guys are back now and, and yeah, right, right. So I took a big so yeah. so I, I I disconnected from Facebook almost what three and a half some years ago. Never looked back there. Yeah. And then uh, I took a long yeah, hiatus. I'm not, I'm not big on Facebook. Either. Not many people are. My kids are uh, not my kids, but some of the kids that I that I um, uh, you know work with as far as the sports and the church related. But they say that Facebook is for uh, old, old people. Now. Really, the only reason I use it is yeah, for my right. business. It, it's the only thing I, I use it for my well, photography business, and that's it. That's it. okay. Well, let me ask you this, Hunter. Right. With your with with your photography business, if you want to give that a shout out, by the way, Mitchell or photography by Hunter Drake. See, I just changed the name, so I'm still trying to get used to it. But it's photography by Hunter Drake. Okay. Do you have a website? I do. It's that name at dot com. Okay. <laughs> okay. dot com. Photography by Hunter Drake dot com. Um, well, let me ask you this: on Facebook, do you see a lot of activity? Do you get? Do you see it being beneficial? Or are you there just to be there? No, so Facebook, I, I don't advertise because Facebook is all of my advertising. Like when clients share my albums or in, like the albums that they get from whenever they have a session with me, that's literally all the advertising that I've needed. Like I had, I had six weddings last year alone and that wasn't because of advertising. That was just from people that they knew that I'd shot their friends' weddings. They shared it and they saw me and that's how I got all the weddings. So Facebook actually is very good for my business because people like pictures and yeah. So it helps a lot. But you have to be on there then to monitor it, don't you? I do. I get notifications for it, though, so I'm not always on it, but I check it every now and then. But Okay. Nick, are you on Facebook? Yeah, I mean, I am, but, like, I post on Instagram probably, like, three times as much as Facebook. Yeah. And I also, like, look at Instagram, like, about three times as much. Because to me, like, my big thing, Facebook, to me, is very, very, like, negative and um divisive and argumentative whereas instagram is like very fun and positive yeah yeah and like i I agree with you the problem that i had with facebook i was never good at facebook 
I mean, my wife uh, would be the first one to tell you that I was not I was not good with Facebook social media because I was the fish that saw the bait when somebody talked about, you know, this political aspect or this uh, situation going on. And and I was, you know, I was jumping on the keyboard and it was just it was just never nothing ever. Yeah, it just never worked for me. So finally, I was like, you know what? Yeah, it's a time sucker. So I got rid of it. And what's here's what's weird. I got rid of Facebook when I deleted the app. I, I deactivated the account and I've never had one of those times where I thought, oh, I wonder what's going on the Facebook. Never. Now, I've done yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and but with Instagram, I took a hi- hiatus. But I was like, you know what? I want to go back. You know, it's I like yeah, seeing yeah, what what's what's happening, and I love uh, the image aspect of it. But all that to say, to to circle back around, Nick and I reconnected through Facebook, and I or not through Facebook, sorry, through Instagram. And I remember Nick seeing you were like a um, not an intern, but like uh, tell me what you did at that first animal clinic. You not a clerk or what? what, what a technician or? Yeah, yeah. So um. Yeah, so when I was an undergrad, I worked as a veterinary technician at um, at an exotic animal hospital. Um, and that was kind of how, you know, I got that job my first year of undergrad. And that was kind of when I decided that that's actually, like, what I wanted to do with my life. Um, so, so, yeah, it was, just, it was like your, um, your normal, like, veterinary hospital, but we saw only exotic pets. Like, no dogs or cats or anything. So, like, turtles, reptiles, like, what's exactly. it? Like, give me yeah, some, yeah. some, like, birds? Yeah, like, everything. Like, reptiles, birds, um... Pets like ferrets, guinea pigs, hamsters, stuff like that, and then everything like all the crazy stuff like monkeys, um, those really big snakes you see, like the big python, like the python, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, all like everything, any animal you could think of, really. So okay, so how old were you then? Give me an I give me a perspective. Um, I was, I had like just turned nineteen when I started doing that. Nineteen. Okay. And, yeah, and like just turned 19. All right. So we're not going to skip the in between here, but how old are you now? Yes. Yeah, I'm 26. You're 26. Okay. So, yeah. so for the listeners that are, are, that have, you know, that are hearing the podcast, um, Nick is 26 and you, you just graduated as a vet, veterinarian from the University of North Carolina, right? No, for, <laughs> from North Carolina State. North Carolina State. I always mess those yeah. up. Sorry. I know that that's like no, a big right. no-no. <laughs> so, no, it's all good. So UNC has a med school, and then NC State has a med school. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, now how long – well, let's let's jump back here. So you were a, you were a technician, so to speak, working at the um, exotic pet – was it a – it was a not a store, but it was, a, it was an exotic pet veterinarian shop, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a hospital. Yeah, it was an hospital, animal hospital, animal yeah. hospital. Animal hospital. Yep. Okay, so then walk me through, and for those listening right now that that say, you know what, I love animals. Um, yeah. I can I can see myself like my middle daughter loves animals like no other. I mean, she she snuggles oh. with our dog. She she, she unfortunately oh. she's allergic to cats, but doesn't matter if she sees a cat, she's going to hug it and hold it. So for any kids that are listening, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's walk them through here. You did you did high school, obviously, and now you do yep. your undergrad, right? Yep. OK, so now with your undergrad, tell me the focus of core that you're looking at there with your undergrad? Like, is it a science base? Is it a yeah. math? Go ahead. Yeah, so that, that, that's a great question. Um, what's crazy about that, for um, for veterinary school, you can actually do whatever you want in undergrad as long as you get the necessary prereqs. Okay. Like, certain schools have certain prerequisite courses, but you actually don't even have to have a degree to go to vet school. Um, there's actually one person in my class and one person um, a class ahead of me, they actually didn't have undergrad degrees. And they just took the necessary prerequisite courses and went right to vet school. Um, so I chose, since I, I love animals, like animals, when we're talking about academics, science and animals is the only thing that captures my interest. So I chose to do a zoology major. So I have okay. a BS in zoology. Um, and then I have a DVM, which is a doctor of veterinary medicine. Um, but, you know, there's people in vet school that have, like, art degrees, history degrees, um, English degrees. Um, I had no idea that. So, you know, you, so I, thought it, I thought it was, like, uh, like medicine that you would have to have that undergrad. But I don't even know if that's yeah. true. Just maybe taking the MCAT or, or whatnot to get that prereq to go into to exactly. medical school. Um, yeah, exactly. And I don't know. Um, 
human medical school might be different. I, I honestly don't know. I'm not sure how that works. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for for vet school, if you just take the right prereqs and do the right tests, like we take the GRE. Okay. Um, so as long as you do that and take the right prereqs, like you're eligible to apply. Okay. So, so how far in did you realize? Okay, I want to continue on through your through your zoology undergrad. That did you know throughout the whole you know tenure of your undergrad that you thought. I know what I want to do. I'm going to push through. This is it. This is my calling. This is my passion. Or were you like, meh, you know? No, um, I didn't even want to go to college. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I, you know, school is not my thing. And, you know, that sounds so crazy because I became a doctor. But, you know, I've always hated school. I've hated the concept of academia. (laughs) Um, I never, you know, I I got to college and I was like, man, I don't care about anything except animals and tattoos <laughs> like that, you know, that was like all I was worried about. Um, and I started at NC state in a program called first year college. Um, and they were like, well, what do you like? And I was like, all I care about is science and animals and stuff. Mm. And they were like, okay, well you, you can take these classes to start exploring your science options. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I, you know, I wasn't very engaged at all. Um, and then I was like, you know what, whatever, like, I need, I need the job for the summer. I really need a summer job. And I worked at, I worked at Dairy Queen when I was in high school. Um, and I was like, I'm not going back to Dairy Queen. Like, I have no interest in working there again <laughs> this summer. Um, so I went around the area and I, like, applied to all these different, like, pet stores and, like, veterinary hospitals and everything. And, you know, as Destiny would have it, as Fate would have it, this exotic animal hospital, like, called me in for an interview. Um... And I was like, I just went there and I was like, yeah, like I'm in first year college right now at NC State, um, focusing on science. I really like animals. I want to do zoology. I've had a lot of exotic pets. Because like growing up, I had like hamsters, birds, like lizards, all kinds of things. Right. Um, so, you know, I told them that. And they like, I th- you know, to this day, I do not know why. But they hired me. <laughs> I hear that. I don't know how it happened. I hear that story so many times, though. If the, the individual is the is the professional in their field. They're the guru. And then if they tell their yeah. story going back, they're like, I don't know how, you know, they did that. Even even me, I remember early in my career, I was like, I must have faked it so hard, you know, until right. eventually maybe I made it, I, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's like. You know, my boss, like, my, my boss from there, like, we're still very close to this day. Like, he's very much like a father figure to me in a lot of ways. Um, and, you know, I it's so funny because we always joke about it. I'm like, man, like, you picked me. And he's like, yeah, like, you. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. We're like, how did this happen? Like, cause, you know, like, we're so different, dude. It's so funny. Um, but, yeah, and, you know, that happened. And I started working there. And, man, like, I, like, it, it was my life changed forever i was like i love work i love what i'm doing um and you know i i worked that summer my first summer after undergrad i was working basically full-time um but i was having so much fun and i was loving every second of it and i was so happy dude like for the first time in my life i was experiencing like true genuine like raw happiness Mm. and i was like this is what i have to do like this is clearly what i'm meant to do i can be a veterinarian for exotic pets like this is what I'm, I'm doing and you know suddenly my life had so much purpose and I had so much direction and like like this kid that had like no idea what he really wanted to do and didn't even want to go to college suddenly had this like drive to like succeed in a specific thing and that's kind of like what happened um what was your uh, give me an give me an estimate of kind of that age bracket the, the, you know where you were when you realized that that was that was where you needed to be Oh, I was I was nineteen. It was you like still okay. Okay, just a few weeks. Yeah, it was just a few weeks into working there. I was okay. like still a very young nineteen. Got it. Got it. So then, yeah, still like, yeah. Go ahead. Go go ahead. Well, I was going to say. Oh, no, so so fast forward then through your undergrad, <clears throat> and now uh-huh. you you want to go into vet school. And I remember you posting pics. Which, by the way, anyone listening, go. You have an open Instagram. And oh yeah, yeah. Go to real d r n i c k right real doctor Nick. Exactly. Yep, and that's exactly. his Instagram tag. And if you, I mean, he's got a lot of images, but scroll way down, you'll see Nick as working at this exotic pet uh, hospital. You know, way, yeah. way, you know, in his youth before 
you know, going through uh, vet school. So fast forward now, I remember seeing pictures of the day you started and you had like this white coat and you had much shorter hair. You know, I don't think <laughs> I don't think you had any of the beard going on. And uh, no, the beard is like brand new. <laughs> the beard, hey, it looks good, man. I like it. I'm, I'm scruffing mine right I now. Mean, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nice. Like, I never thought I'd do it, but I like it. Yeah, that's good. I think it looks good on you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> and so you you uh, you I remember seeing those early pictures of you. And then I remember seeing some of the things that you would post during your first semester of classes. And. Yeah. The tone changed. So this is where Nick and I, and I went absent now from Instagram for, for a period of time. And then about two years ago, it was 20, maybe three. How long has Nan been, been gone now? I'm not sure. Cause oh, yeah. It was, that, that was, I think that it was, was like springtime. It was March 2016. Six, that, that all went down. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. And so I remember um, our grandmother passed away. And so yeah. my, my folks and I, we traveled down to uh, Florida where the family was meeting. And, and you were unable to attend. And I remember I sent you yeah. a text or I had posted a picture of your dad and your brother. And I was with them. And you, yeah. you wrote back. I don't know if you remember what you tagged back. But here's what you wrote. You wrote, I wish I could be there. And then the next sentence, I hate vet school. And I thought, yep. I wonder if he's in a, <laughs> yep. you know, a dark, a dark place right now. So I don't know what year you were in, but I mean, going through that type of, of, um, rigor and that type of program, it's got to have brought times where you thought you may have wanted to walk away. Oh, absolutely, man. Um, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, not, not, not even being dramatic. Um, and you know, you could talk to any one of us and we, a lot of us would say the same thing. There was the, the, the times when I wanted to walk away were exceedingly common. Like I, I could almost go as far to say that like the majority of the days I would have preferred to just walk away. Um, and yeah, you know, that, that's, I actually use, um, you know, that, that whole situation with Nan, like I, I use that as an example when people ask me how, hard vet school was or how difficult vet school was or whatever i I do often tell people like i I had to miss my great grandmother's funeral Mm. and you know i I will carry that with me for the rest of my life Mm. and you know i will never not you know i got so much assurance from so many people in our family that it was okay absolutely wanted me yeah you you know what i mean and that she would have wanted me to be there at school doing my thing and like not worried about what was going on you know but you know, like I'll always carry that like immense shame and guilt for, for my whole life, well, you let, know, that I had to, I, I would tell you, man, I would tell you, let go of that because that, you know, not to, not to get sidetracked here, but you were where you needed to be. And what you said with her, yeah. that she absolutely would want you, you know, wouldn't have expected anything else. So, um, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't harbor that brother. Yeah, man. Like I, you know, I try not to, and, you know, I, I know at the end of the day, I know she, you know, it's almost funny. She's like, you know how, you know how our family is. Like, yeah. I, you know, in ways I feel like if I showed up, she would think like, why aren't you at school? Like, go back to school. <laughs> that's like, right. You know I mean? like, um, but yeah, you know, and that, that's kind of, that's one of the more unfortunate realities of really any professional education program, like whether it's vet school, med school, law school, whatever, like you do have to make immense sacrifices. Yeah. Um, and, and you, you, you know, you do, you are going to have to sacrifice every single day, whether it's something like that or whether it's simply like your free time, you know, whether it's something as trivial as that or as serious as like a funeral. Um, and you know, I had, I had several classmates that like lost parents during, during veterinary school oh, and you know, they had a couple days off and they jumped right back in. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, you have to push a lot of things down and you really have to, um, like you have to harness like every bit of strength that you have, like strength you didn't know you had to keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't, but I can only imagine, you know, there have been, you know, yeah. f- from the physical side, I know that I've done, you know, I've, I've done some endurance physical events and there have been times yeah. during those events. Um, I'll use a marathon, for example. And I remember, you know, at, at I remember it like it was, you know, yesterday at mile 20 and I realized I still had six more to go. And all I wanted to do was just walk away. I, 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 what I'm trying to do is I, I don't know what you went through, but I know that that's a huge mental game to to. Mm-hmm 
tell yourself, now nah, you got to push through, you got to push through. But yours is, yours is so much, you know, uh, greater than that. But, but let me, let me back up just a little bit. So at that yeah. time in 2016, I'm trying to think of how far you were in, um, to, to school at that point, And then how much more knowing that you had to do? Yeah. So I was only, I was only a couple months in at that point. Like that was the very beginning. Um, that was early on. And, and, you know, I knew it was just going to get harder and harder from there. Was it, was it, um, was it the curriculum? Was it the hours? Give us an, I mean, tell us, tell us some things that made it just so, um, so difficult. Yeah. So all of that, I mean, you know, that could, that could get to be a long story, but all that long story short, like for me, um, it's interesting for a long, long time in vet school, you're actually not around animals like at all <laughs> for a while. Um, there's a really ridiculously long period of time where you're just in the classroom day in and day out, week after week, month after month, you know, and I, I was starting to lose my mind. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, this isn't what I do. Like, this is not who I am. Like, I don't like school. Like, I, I want to be around animals. I want to be working with animals. And that's not what was happening. And that's kind of, you know, that's kind of what we all thought we were going to be doing. And nobody really, no one really tells you, like, you're going to be sitting in the classroom taking very intense science courses for a long time before you even start working with animals. Um, and that hit me really hard. You know, I was not mentally prepared for that. Mm. So, um, so do you think anyone that's listening that is contemplating, you know, doing this, um, you know, what, what would you advise those individuals? Uh, obviously we have the young individuals like my daughter, but let's, let's focus on the ones that might be in an undergrad right now or not in school that are doing their prereqs that are, you know, aggressively pushing this, you know, what would you yeah. tell them to expect within that first year, two years or so? Yeah. So for that kind of, um, kind of like I was saying, like you're still in school, you know what I mean? It, it is still traditional school in the sense of like classroom, textbooks, lectures, studying, tests, you know what I mean? Like, mm. you, you know, a, a lot of, um, a lot of people think getting into vet school is the goal, and once you get into, because getting into vet school is very hard, and you know, that that's a whole other conversation we can have, um, but, and you know, a lot of people think getting into vet school is like the ultimate achievement, but staying in vet school is the real battle, you know what I mean? Like, getting in is one thing, but staying there and continuing to pass courses and continuing to attend courses and continuing to like do well through the schooling and vet school is a whole nother thing. And you, you know that I wish that's something that somebody would have told me. I wish someone told me that I was nowhere near done with studying and test taking and everything like that. Um, yeah, this is what, this is one of the reasons I was so excited to talk to you about this. And the reason is, is you, you are, you are a, brand new graduate. So you have yes. basically your after action review is still raw. Whereas Very if, raw. <laughs> if, if we were to talk to a, a you know, a, a vet that's been in the field for 30 some years, they're not going to remember this. But, but for anyone listening, that's, that's getting ready to take this step. You know, you said it's very difficult to get into vet, uh, vet school, but if you let's, let's, let's focus on that for just a minute. Tell me, tell me some of the things about why is it so difficult to get into vet school? Yeah, so it's really difficult because so it's very competitive. There's um there's hundreds of med schools around the country, but there's like twenty Oh, I did not I think know there's that. like Yeah, there's like twenty seven or twenty eight med schools in the country. Um and you know, it's you have you truly have to be the whole package. You have to have really good grades, really good experience, really good connections. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, like, it's not like, um, it's not like you can just apply. It's not like you can say, hey, I got straight A's um, and I took these classes, like, let me in. They're going to be like, well, what, what else? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, like um, and you, you've got like a small f fraction of what's needed. Yeah, you know, and then it's like even, you know, and on the same, on the flip side, you can even be like, oh, like, I, I, I've worked full time as a vet tech for five years. And then you have like, a bunch of B's and C's. They're like, okay, well, what about your GPA? Okay, you, you know, so you you really, have, really to be, have to you have to be rounded 
completely for this acceptance, whether from from work history, I, I, I would assume also letters of recommendation. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. That 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 is arguably, you know, if anything is make or break, those are okay. arguably the make or break things. OK, that's good to know. Yeah. So. All yeah, right. Yeah. So now how l- l- give me a time frame. How many years total? Is it four years, three years? Yeah, so vet school, it's three years, um, and then, so well, it's four years total, Okay, but there's three years of, like, classroom, and then one year is your clinical year, where you're, like, working at the hospital. Gotcha. So give me a time frame now where you have gone up the hill, so to speak, metaphorically, and you're through a a difficult part mentally with with this. Now, where are you where you see the light, so to speak, at the end of the tunnel, yeah. and you're like, now I've got some steam, now I've got some um, some passion coming back, and, and I can do this. Where were you? Yeah, yeah. So for me, and you know, that that's different for everybody. You okay. know what I mean? Like, that's sure, always sure. different. But for me, yeah, for me personally, that was um, ending third year and going into fourth year. Like, you know, when I talk about all the difficulties, et cetera, it's really years one through three. Because when I got out of the classroom and got into the clinic, when I started my clinical year, dude, I blossomed like the most beautiful flower you've ever seen. <laughs> like, well, you know you can see it on your Instagram feed. You yeah, see like, what happens. Yeah, like... Physically, you know, I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, um, yeah, like you... I don't know. Like, I just... I was out of the classroom, and I was, like, in the clinic, like, doing what I do working with animals again, like talking to people again. And I was just like, Oh my God, like, this is amazing. Like, this is what I came here to do. Like, this is what I've been striving for this whole time. And you know, like I got terrible grades throughout that school. Like I, my <laughs> academic performance was pathetic, dude. Like I, I'm telling, I'm talking like barely passing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then if you read through like my reviews from my clinical year, like, all these professors are like, oh, this kid's amazing. Oh, my God. Like, he's great. Like, you know? And I'm like, dude, if you knew, like, the grade I got, like, in your class a couple of years ago, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, so, yeah, you know, that, that was it for me. Like, starting clinical year was when I finally, I got back to normal. You know, like, my mental health got back in check and my passion came back. And, and I, yeah, I just, you know, I... Like I said, I went back to normal, and I loved animals, and I loved veterinary medicine again, and I was reassured that this is, like, what I was supposed to be doing. Nick, real quick, Joey, if you don't yeah, mind asking a question. Nick, you said you specialize in, like, exotic animal veterinary, right? Yeah. So is yep. it is there any difference in terms of, like, time frame for vet school if you're going into a specialization? That's a good question. Yeah. Like I have, so I have a friend, for example, who goes to UK, and she's an undergrad right now, but she wants to be an equine vet. So... Is there a yeah, yeah. different kind of like timetable for someone who wants to go do something, say, for equine in the, in the equine industry, not necessarily exotic animals or you know working in a vet te- a vet clinic doing like dogs and cats? Yeah, you know it's funny. One of my best friends from vet school also went to UK for undergrad and is now an equine vet. Um, but with that, so unlike med school, you don't you don't have to do a residency after vet school. You can just practice. So the short answer is not necessarily because if she wants to, like she can go to any vet school and just declare equine focus and then just become an equine vet and, you know, work for an equine private practice after vet school. Or she can go to vet school, do equine focus, do an equine internship and then do an equine residency and then become a board certified equine veterinarian. But that's more if she specifically wants to do equine surgery or equine internal medicine or equine emergency or something like that. But if she just wants to do like private practice for equine, then no, she can just do that right after school. Um, so, you know, that's, it's really, it's your choice. Um, depending on how highly you want to specialize. Okay. So that's a good, that was a good question. So obviously, you know, Kentucky is the horse capital, uh, Lexington is the horse yeah. capital of the world. So we, uh, e- yeah. the equine industry here is it's huge. Um, and I never thought of that, you know, is there, because there's so many different varieties, you know, do you, you know, would you have to, to specialize like a doctor would say like neurosurgery or orthopedics or pediatrics? Um, right. Yeah. yeah. So, so if, if, you know, just to kind of tag along with what Hunter's asking there, if you wanted to um, specialize in primates, is that the correct term? Oh yeah. That, that's, 
like my dream. <laughs> is it? Okay. Okay. Good. Good. So, yeah, yeah. so if you want, would there be more schooling needed, or would it just be I need now field experience um, and so on? And then I'm going to tag this onto another question, Nick. And okay. would a PhD follow the the uh, the veterinary degree? Right. Yeah. So, um, so it's it's a little less. So the specializations in veterinary medicine are a little less specific than human medicine. Like, so I could, I could specialize in primates in a lot of different ways. I could, I could specialize in exotic companion mammal, and that would be me specializing in like everything from guinea pigs, rabbits, hamsters, ferrets, to like primates, coatimundis, kinkajous, um, genets, civets, stuff like that. I don't even know um, what I was going to say. I'm like, he just said. That off. sounds like some from Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they're those are all great animals, man. Like maybe one of these days I can get some of them over to you guys because they're awesome. But um, you know, or like I could do lab animals, and within my like lab animal specialty, I could like really focus on primates. Um, so you know, for something as specific as that, um, it's a little more general. Um, but within like within dogs and cats. You can specialize in like cardiology and neurology, orthopedics, soft okay. okay. tissue, like stuff like that. And like within dogs and cats, that's where it gets a little more specific, um, like it is in human medicine. Okay. Um, and then, as far as a PhD, some people get a PhD during vet school. You can get them at the same time. Oh, okay. Um, that would yeah, be. That seems to me like it would be difficult. Yeah, I don't know how people do it. I really don't. <laughs> but but people do. Um, and a PhD, so that's more if you want to go into, like, research. Like, if I wanted to start my own research project with primates or whatever, then I would pursue a PhD to get, you know, to kind of get more, um, I guess for lack of a better term, more, like, authority to do that. Um, but as far as, like, practicing medicine, a PhD wouldn't necessarily have a huge impact on what you're doing. Okay. So, okay, no, that that answers my question. Um, so you're coming to the end. Let's get back on the timeline here. You're coming to yeah. where you're seeing that kind of, uh, you're kind of seeing that light at the end of the tunnel and you know the end is, is, is approaching, your graduation. So yeah. walk us through that timeline from, I don't know if it's the last six months, the last one month, the last two months where you know, hey, finals are done or, or um, I don't know if you have, I don't know if they're quals or, or, or exams or whatever, where you know yeah. the, the finish line is there. Yeah, so I, um, so there, okay, there's two, there was two moments that happened within like the last, they might've been both within the last week, actually that really like solidified that um these are actually two pretty good stories <laughs> so you yeah guys, no we you got selected. go for it um so because of how poorly i did academically during the first three years i had to do like really well during my clinical year in order to like pass okay like overall you know what i mean um so at nc state and you know it's different for every school but at nc state we had um fail marginal pass pass or pass with honors during clinics and I, they told me, like, I had to get a pass or above. I could not get a marginal pass or else I was out. Um, so, you know, I, my last rotation was internal medicine, which, was, which is crazy. It's, like, one of the hardest ones, really long hours, um, really, really hard cases, like, tough material. Um, so it was, like, getting toward the end. And I met one of my, um, you know, one of my professors, one of the internal medicine specialists, who I was working with, you know, we were getting along really well, hitting it off. And I was like, Hey, and you know, shout out Dr. Harold, her name's Dr. Karen Harold at NC State. She's an internal medicine specialist. She is an angel man. Like (laughs) she's the best, you know, I I hope she finds this because she, she's awesome. She had a hugely positive impact on me. Um, but you know, I talked to her, I emailed her and I was like, Hey, look, like this is my situation. I, I can't get a marginal pass. And, you know, I've done really well during clinics so far. Um, I really want to keep that going. Like, like if you think I'm at a marginal level, like, just let me know what I need to do to pull myself up before the end of school. Because, like, you know, this is the end, and I, I, don't, I don't want to be held back. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
like I'm, I'm about to be done. So please let me know, like, if you have any concerns with me. And, you know, she just hit me back and she was like, she was just like, you have nothing to worry about. Like, you know what I mean? like, <laughs> You're like, OK, 100 pounds are off, <laughs> off my yeah, shoulders. Like, was like, yeah, and it was like so such a fast reply and so matter of fact she was like you are doing fine like do not worry about a thing like <laughs> and i was just like i was like okay like i can do this like this is the craziest hardest rotation and i was just told that i have nothing to worry about with my performance like that's great. i that's great and, and you know again this was like the last one or two weeks so then that happened and then on top of that um when i i had i was on dermatology a couple weeks back a couple months back and dermatology is awesome, by the way. That's one of my favorite specialties. Dermatology is just so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that, that I'm. I had, I, I'm so glad that that there are there are people like you that are you know like there's no way I could do something like that. Uh, I, I I'm going to segue for a second. You had tagged a friend of yours in one of your posts, and you called her the chicken lady or something. And some of the pictures that this individual posted about uh, yeah. of chickens, I I thought I'm not going to eat chicken anymore after seeing this. So I'm you know for you to. Oh, see, you know what I'm talking about? No, but yeah, so chicken doctor. Um, that's it. Yeah, so that's one of my one of my best friends in school. Her name is Katie, Katie McCullough. Um, she also has dreadlocks. She helped me with my dreadlocks a lot. We're, yeah, no, we're going to get to the dreadlocks here. But go ahead. All right, cool, cool. Um, yeah, and we'll we'll shout her out. I tell you guys her Instagram and everything. But she actually makes chicken safer for you guys to eat. Like she's making sure that that the process of chicken to table is like as good as it can be. So. Yeah, like she, she, she's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, going back to when I was on dermatology, I had um, this couple, they brought in like a little black toy poodle and it had really like messed up nails. And I honestly, I had no idea what was going on. And I had to do a lot of research to like figure out what was wrong with the nails. It ended up, it had an autoimmune disease called um, systemic lupoid um, onychodystrophy. So that basically means like, its immune system is like attacking its nails and messing them up. Mm. Um, and you know, it was just this like, you know, all right, for lack of, I don't know how else to say it, but it was a really old white couple. (laughs) Like, you know, it was like the exact type of people that (laughs) if they were going by the book, they were supposed to hate, you know what I mean? They're supposed to hate, hate you. Yeah, because I had, you know, I'm this, like, crazy kid, like, with all these tattoos and piercings and dreads and stuff. And, like, you know, there's this, like, super clean-cut, proper old white couple. (laughs) But, you know, they were so, so sweet. And we, like, really connected. And it was so beautiful and it was amazing. And they were, like, and they were were bringing their dog back for a checkup in May, Mm. which is when I was ending. And they were, like, please come back and, like, see him when he comes back. And I was, like, oh, yeah, Absolutely. I'll be on internal medicine at that time, but I, I'll, I'll come back and say hi. Um, so I did, and um, it was in May. It was, this was like the last week of school again. So I told the prof- the, the, the doctors um, on internal medicine, I was like, hey, I have to run to Durham to go see um, one of my patients from a couple months back. He's coming for a recheck. Mm. Um, so I went down to Durham, and I went into the room, and they just like, they lit up. Like, they were... So happy to see me like they're that's great you know it was so beautiful like you know I, like I could have cried like you know it was so yeah, beautiful yeah. and they were like oh my god like you came back we're so happy to see you oh my god and like the dog was happy to see me and everything <laughs> and you know we talked and whatever and they were just like you are going to be an amazing veterinarian yeah. they were like, they were like you are gonna make it like you are just so and you know I man I was so touched you know, and I, I was like, dang, like, I really, I'm really pulling this off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, was that kind of, was that kind of like, not necessarily the word of validation, but you knew, you knew that you were where you needed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I think when you have moments like that, <clears throat> no matter what career you're in, no matter what field, you, that's just reassurance that you're doing what, what, what I, what I think people are called to do, you know? And, um, I think that's great. That's an awesome story. That's an awesome story. I, I love hearing that because, um, it's neat. So, so real quick, I'm going to segue because you, you even yeah. said this when, when we were emailing each other back and forth, kind of on, on topics and such, you wrote that you're not the typical, uh, you don't fit the stereotype or the mold of a typical doctor, I think yeah. is what you wrote. Something similar, correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's been both like a blessing and a curse. 
Okay. Okay. So, so what I've seen with Nick, and if, again, if you're looking at his Instagram profile, you're going to see this, you know, this change. And I think you even talk about when you grew your, when you, when you grew your dreadlocks and you started to create, I don't know how that process goes, Nick, but you, in one of your posts, you went into a description of how almost freeing it was for you. And I think, and that's where I saw the change going from your uh, whether that was in your first one to two years or three years that you're talking about where it was so difficult to now where you're, you're, you're getting into what you love to do. You're in the practical, so to speak, the clinicals. And now you're, you're kind of figuring out and, and becoming who, who you are. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think I, I always, um, I think I've always been very lucky to know I've had a pretty good idea of like who I am. I think that it just took me a really long time to figure out how to express that. Okay. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, sure, like, sure. My struggle. Yeah. Like my struggle was more with like, how do I get this out rather than like, what is it? Okay. You know, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, um, Wait, sorry. So what, what was the original question? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. What I wanted to do is I, I just wanted to segue a little bit. So uh, y- if you go to the website, you'll see, um, you know, the picture that I've posted of Nick. And and then again, if you look at his Instagram and, and I, you know, I don't want to stereotype, but, you know, unfortunately, we live in a world where that happens, you know, and yeah, okay, yeah. and let's say that that, you know, Nick and I sit down at a coffee table together you know, I don't think anyone would look at you and go, he's a vet or he's a, a, yeah. a, a doc. You know what I'm saying? Because and, and yeah. that's sad. That's sad. And, and, and I don't like that. But, uh, you know, it's where we're at. But I think it's awesome that you've that, you know, that's that's who you are. And, and, and that passion comes out in your work. That passion comes out in your relationships. Um, and it's I think it's just I think it's pretty cool. I, I do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I really appreciate that. Um and, you know, it's cool that you say that because, you know, I think a lot of the attention that me being like heavily tattooed, well, I'm not even really heavily tattooed. <laughs> like, I do have, I, I have visible tattoos, but, you know, having visible tattoos, having a lot of piercings, dreadlocks, everything, like, it, it attracts, the attention it attracts is overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, I, I feel like I've attracted so much more positive attention than negative attention. And most of the time, like people are just curious. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like people will stare at you or something. And at the end of the day, like a a lot of these people, like things that may come off as rude is nothing but curiosity. Okay. Okay. And you you know, I love, like, I love talking about my tattoos and piercings. Like, you you know, like people, a lot of, um, a lot of tattooed and pierced people I don't really like when people come up and ask them questions about it and everything, but I love it. Like if someone comes up to me and asks me something about, about any of my body art, like I love that. Cause it's an opportunity for education. Sure. Sure. You, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's an opportunity to like bridge that gap between modified and non-modified people. Yep. Um, yeah. And you know, we start to realize that we're not that different. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so, so I would, I would ask, I say so a lot. You know that, Hunter? I realized in the last couple of episodes that I've listened to, I say so, and I think that's a segue. Sorry, I'm 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 squirrel. I'm ADD, going from one topic to another. Um, that's why I never <laughs> listen to myself on these podcasts. I just put them out there and then move on. <laughs> um, Nick, for those that are listening, and and I can tell you, <clears throat> for me personally, I know of probably eight to nine middle school um, young men are going to be listening to this. Okay. And I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know if, if any of those boys, uh, young men want to be veterinarians, but here's, here's where I'm going with this, whether it's veterinarian or whether it's, uh, whatever field or practice, you know, um, is not to feel like you have to fit into that quote unquote mold. Correct. Absolutely. And you know what? uh, That is absolutely right. And it's not about looking a certain way. It's not even necessarily about acting a certain way. It's how you conduct yourself, how you present yourself. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. Yeah. Like if you, at least today, like if you are respectful, articulate, polite, and if you portray your passion properly, people will take you seriously. Like it, it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, I have, like I have tattoos on my hands, I have tattoos in my ear. You know, like I have like inside your like, ear. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did that hurt? Um, no, dude, it, I barely even felt it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yo, it's so funny. I, like, I wish I could sit here and tell you, like, oh, yeah, it was terrible. But no, like, I didn't even do it. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's, it, it doesn't – bottom line, it does not matter. Like, you can look however you want to look. All you have to do is understand how to present yourself properly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just be – be a professional. Could I say that? Yeah, and it, yes, because yeah, be a professional. You don't have to look professional. Right. Just be professional. You, you know what I mean? Like absolutely. Like professional is an attitude, not a look. You know, being in the computer right. industry, one of the one of the raps what? one of the raps that that uh, we get for you know we're we're quote unquote nerds, geeks, whatever is yeah. is. Um, you know, we are the ones that that people label us with the pocket protectors or, you know, we, yeah, eat, yeah. we eat hot pockets at 3 a.m. in front of code or whatever. But, um, yeah, yeah. you know, there's people have told me, hey, you don't actually fit the stereotype of a computer nerd. And it's so many times where I say, OK, thanks. But on the other side, it's like, you know what? Nobody fits a mold of, of anything from from a professional Absolutely. standpoint. And it's and I think yeah. it's it's not isolated to, you know, in my experience, it's not isolated to. Um, to one profession or, 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 or the other. Um, and I think it's, yeah. I think it's great that, that, you know, we can, um, kind of break those molds and, and be an example, yeah. be example for others. So I, I, I applaud it. I think it's great. Yeah. Thank you so much. And yeah, I think that is something that's happened very recently in life. Um, and you know, I'm so glad you said, like you said all that too, because it really is like what we're saying really does apply to any profession, right? Like not just what we do. No, it does. You know what I mean? And Absolutely. Yeah, and you know, it's like my thing is like if you're not living your most authentic life, if you're not being your most authentic self, like how are you going to benefit others? You know, like if you're carrying around that stress, yeah, and like if you're carrying the weight of of not living your truth, mm. like you're not going to do your job the best you can. That's right. So why would you hold back? You, you know what I mean? Like, why would you hold yeah. anything back? Right. 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 I think there's there's so much truth there. Um, yeah. Like, so so here I go. See, I said it again. I've got a <laughs> Hunter's back there shaking his head. Nick, <laughs> so I'm not going to say so. Nick, um, you've graduated. Yes. You've walked. I saw the pictures. You've yeah. the, you've gone through the gauntlet. And uh, scathed a little bit, but you are you are through. And uh, oh, yeah. the, I'm going to save my one of my questions here for a moment. Tell us what's on the horizon for Dr. Nick Labriola right now. On the horizon for Dr. Nick, um, you might see Dr. Nick in Miami. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that might be what's going on. Um, I well, first of all, I always plan to take a lot of time off. Um, and just like recenter and everything. Um, but I, you know, I was kind of looking at like all kinds of different opportunities, like a lot of different things. Um, but then very recently, um, an opportunity came up in Miami, Florida, which is better than anything I could have, I could even dream up. You know, it's, it's an opportunity that I was told I wouldn't find, you know, I, like I was told opportunities like this didn't exist. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) But, but yet here Um, it is. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically, I guess all I can really say right now is, like, I would be doing a lot of um, exotic animal private practice work in addition to a lot of zoo work with zoo animals. Um, and, yeah, the, the pay is going to be really rough. So I'm still on license. I still have to pass my licensing exam. So you so have another – wait, wait, wait. Be, so you have another exam to take? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, oh that stinks. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it, it'll be fine. It'll okay. be fine. Okay. Um, and once, so until I pass that, the pay is going to be really bad. <laughs> you can get like through it. You can get through it. Good. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm just, I'm going to have to really struggle financially for a couple months, but the potential for growth is ridiculous. And it, it's my dream job. Like, it's everything I ever wanted. So as long as everything works out with him, like, that's what I'm going to go for. And you guys might see me doing some really crazy stuff with some really crazy animals really soon. That's awesome. So, 
Yeah. Does the and, and you know? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh yeah, no, and I was just saying, you know, I say you know a lot. I've been saying you know like over and over again. <laughs> I say like so. Saying, so. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, so it's all good. <laughs> but we we've been talking a lot about like how hard vet school is and everything. But you can do it. Like if I can do it, anybody anybody can do it. So like if you're anyone who who's listening, like if you're still with us, if you've made it this far, first of all, thank you. Second of all, like <laughs> you can do it. Like this is something you're able to do. Like, you know, it's not something that is insurmountable. At, at some point in your life, like, you can do this if it's what you want to do. And we can talk more about that, too, in maybe another episode or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there real quick before anyone thinks that it was, like, too impossible. No, I'm glad uh, you said that. That was the last <clears> – <throat> one of the last questions I wanted to ask you is, for those that are listening um, – you know, what advice would you give them? So I think that was, that was perfect, perfect timing. Yeah, man. And just advice, like you just have to fight. Like it's going to be really, really crazy for a really long time, but you have to just keep fighting every single day. Like, like harness every bit of strength you have and just like fight and fight and fight and do not stop fighting. You know, like get up every single day and, and fight as hard as you can and you'll start winning these battles. Like you're going to lose a lot of battles, but you're going to start winning eventually. Yeah. If you keep fighting, you know what I mean? And and you know there's no rush. Like I, I was lucky enough to get in the first time I applied, but that's rare. Like people apply like three and four times. And you know I I was one of the youngest people in there. I was one of the youngest people in my class. Like there were people in my class in their 40s. Oh, well, that's that's you know good I mean? to hear. That's encouraging. So those that are listening that might be yeah. wanting to do a co- complete career pivot, it's never too late. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a very common second career. Okay. Yeah, like you can, I mean, you know, there's no rush. You can do it at any time. If I could do it all over again, I would have taken some years off in between undergrad and vet school. Okay. And just worked for a little bit. Um, I think that's a yeah, smart yeah, idea, like actually. No, I, I wish I had done that. Yeah, I wish I did. Um, you know, there's there's no rush. It'll happen when it's supposed to happen. Like, you will be placed there when you're meant to be there. Mm. Um, and, you know, you just really, you have to trust the process and just and just fight and don't give up. You know what I mean? And take care of yourself, do what you need to do. And, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's something you can do. Nick, I can't thank you enough for being uh, a guest tonight. We're definitely going to have you back. Uh, we'll talk more uh, different topics. I, I, I think that there's just a lot more that we can uh, just have in common and, and dig into some more conversation. Oh, yeah, I would I, I would love that so much. I mean, this was so much fun, you guys. I mean, and we can talk more about, like, some more, like, positive things about vet school or more some, some of the more negative things if – if you guys want, like, whatever, we could totally do, like, tattoos and piercings or something. Like, <laughs> That's right. You know, I, you know, we could totally do a whole podcast about that. But, yeah, I mean, you guys were awesome. This was super cool. So, you know, I thank you, I thank you guys, too. I mean. Yeah, no worries, man. We are, we are happy to have you, and, and thanks. Uh, the podcast is called The Topic of Choice. If you can, go to Google. You can subscribe to us. Give us some likes, uh, comment, rate, and then uh, check us out on iTunes also. You can find us on uh, Spotify, and, and don't forget to subscribe. My name's Joey Police. Uh, thank you, Hunter. Thank you, Nick. And we will see you next week, everybody.